top 10 annoying things about sourcing that you can't avoid. Welcome, pickers. My name is Mike Crafton, and I'm coming to you from the Redwoods of Northern California. And my name is Carl. I'm coming to you from Castle Rock, Colorado. What is going on, my friend? What's happening? Love to be here. Back at another one. Episode 21. 21 already. Yeah. I can't believe yep. it. This is great. There's old hat at this now, right? Yeah, exactly. I know what I'm doing. Finally, I got my microphone working. My headphones are working. No weird noises. <laughs> There's always weird noises. You can't avoid it. <laughs> you can't <laughs> avoid it. Just like going. the annoying things in picking, just like we're going to be talking about That's, today. Ah, oh, man, those annoying things. I can't stand them. Yeah. All right. We'll try to come up with solutions, but there's things that just, yeah, that just annoy you or that make you grind your teeth at night, and it just just kind of drives you nuts. At least it drives me nuts. Yeah. Does it drive you nuts, Mike? Me too. Some of these, as I was going through them, my temperature was rising, and I was getting annoyed just, <laughs> just, just thinking about what they were. That's funny. I love so it. this is a top 10 list. I think the last episode you tried to make it into a top 10 list and it was really weird and inappropriate. And so I just thought, you know what? Let's just go top 10, man. Let's just go. Mike wants to do this. Let's make it happen. Mike wants to number the list. So let's just number yes. the list. That's cool. That's All right. Fine. Let's jump in, man. Okay. What? Okay, right. Number 10. What is the number 10 most annoying thing while sourcing? Number 10. My number 10 is when I'm out there and I find something really cool, like a Chanel handbag or, or something really neat. <laughs> and it turns out to be a counterfeit item. I hate counterfeit uh, items, man. They're the worst. Yeah. Like, is it counterfeit when, before you've bought it, like they reveal that or you figured it out or you bought it and then you find out later? Either one. Either I'm looking at it and it looks really good, but then I find out that it's counterfeit or... I bought it. It's so good that I bought it, took it home, and then realized it's counterfeit. Then, geez. Okay. Just annoying. Yeah. Counterfeit stuff, knockoff stuff. Right. I, it's illegal to sell even at a garage sale. So mm. I think that you need to uh, go back to wherever it is you found it and, and bring the law with you. <laughs> Uh-oh. Turn them in. You know, some of them are so good that people don't even know that they have counterfeit stuff, though. So it's not like right. I can really fault them for it. I was out at a sale last weekend and somebody had a big sign that was like, um, no returns or like, you know, once you buy it, it's yours, like no yeah. returns. Uh -huh. And so I just said, Hey, are you, you know, have you had this as a problem? Did somebody try to return something <laughs> to a garage sale? And they're like, no, we just heard a story of somebody buying something at a sale and they wouldn't accept it back. And then they got sued. I am like, I have not heard that story before, but Whoa. they were just trying to protect themselves. I was like, Oh my gosh, yeah, our society these days. So Good thing Pickers Podcast is an LLC. You can't touch my money, buddy. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So that's number 10. My number nine is uh, bad garage sale signs. Oh, the bad garage sale. Or the small printed ones. Yes. That's part of, the, that's part of my answer. It's such small print. So there's like, there's so many layers to this, right? Small print. You don't know what it's saying. Mm -hmm. Or there's no, sometimes they don't have any arrows on it. They just have an mm -hmm. address. Mm-hmm. As if you know the area. And I've garage sold in my area for 10 years. And I don't, I still don't know all the streets of the area. Like there's, you know, a thousand streets. I'm not gonna remember where every single one is. So right. it's just like really weird. Or the arrow's on there, but it's, it's like the nub that's pointing in a direction you can't see it. Or the worst. The worst is the garage sale signs 
that lead to nowhere. Oh no. The ones that aren't there anymore. Or they never were. They like, they intended to have a sale. Maybe they're going to start like way later in the day. They just haven't gotten their stuff out. Like it's literally pointing to a cul-de-sac. There's four houses there. and None of them have a sale. And so somebody put the sign there. Sometimes community sales do that too. Just, yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I think you just got to be patient with that. I think if you have a partner in crime, they can type in the address if it doesn't have an arrow. Sometimes you just got to come to a screeching halt just to kind of look closely at the sign. So, Mike, what do you do in that situation? Do you have any other advice? Man, those are the worst. The small print. What if you get into a car accident where you're trying to read the print? Not, geez. Yeah, you that's know, true. That, it's just dangerous. It's dangerous. You got to take your signs down. After you're done, you have to have large print, big arrows, because some of us don't know how to read, and we got to follow arrows, right? Even though we've lived in the city for 10 years. We need to know which direction to go. Right. Up, straight, right, left. What would have you ever been me? so frustrated that you arrive at the sale and you have to tell them, you're like, I just got to tell you, your signs were seriously so embarrassingly bad. You may want to change them. <laughs> no, I'm not awkward <laughs> enough to do that or awkward bold enough. enough. Whichever way you want to look at it, bold Fair enough, enough, awkward enough. No. Fair enough. But Fair enough. I, uh, I, I do make very good signs myself or my wife does, I should say. She, they're nice and printed and bold and all that stuff. Okay. And. Yeah, I like good signs. That's a good one. That isn't something annoying. I didn't even think about that one. Yeah. All right. All right. Number eight, what you got? Number eight is these high thrift store prices, man. They really know what they got out there these days. You know, I remember the prices used to be low. You can make a pretty good profit on it. And I understand thrift stores are there for people that can't afford, you know, to pay Store prices are buying secondhand. It's not really made for resellers. And if I had a thrift store or for-profit thrift store myself, I'd probably charge what they're worth. But some of these prices are, oh my gosh, they're over reselling uh, or they're over eBay prices. It's like, what are you guys thinking? Are you looking it up? Are you just guessing what's going on in these stores? Yeah. Super annoying. I don't know how you avoid that other than just like, I don't go to thrift stores very often. So just stop going. You experience it at garage sales, though, don't you? Where somebody's got uh, a high price on something, they're like, oh, well, on eBay, it's going for this much. And you're like, well, why aren't you selling it on eBay? Sell it to me as a reseller price, then. Yeah, I don't think that they think about it from the perspective of not even a reseller, just a buyer, right? So if you are putting prices at, say, an eBay price, then why wouldn't that person just buy it on eBay? Because Mm -hmm. They have a return policy on eBay. They don't have to like, you know, drive back and find the person. So somebody had this like big Minecraft Lego box last week and was like, oh, we looked this up and we saw that it was going for 125 bucks on eBay. So I'll sell it to you for 125 bucks. I was like, oh, okay. And it has all the pieces. They're like, oh, it has all the pieces. I'm like, no, it doesn't. But um, <laughs> that's not going to happen. So yeah, I'm with you on that one. 100%. 100%. All right. My number seven, this one happens when, so I go to community sales, I'm in the zone, I'm finding things, there's houses galore, and I have to go to the bathroom. I'm in the middle of neighborhoods, like, where am I going to go? I'm not going to, like, ask a person, like, hey, pardon me, I I just bought uh, some stuff from you, can I go inside your house and use the bathroom? So... Yeah, so what do you do? How do you handle that, Mike? Well, 
I've been garage selling with you before, and you made me go to the bathroom before we even left. So, and yeah, then you well, wouldn't let. Yeah, that's like that's like step one right there. You, then you wouldn't let me drink anything for the whole day. It was horrible. I, that's not true. <laughs> I couldn't eat. I couldn't drink. I was like, no, we're not stopping. No, that's that's a good point. I haven't encountered that one yet, and luckily enough, my my town is small enough that I could just drive back home or like. You know, if we need to drop off our stuff before we finish the last of our, our list of cells that we're going to go to. So I guess those would be my tips, you know, take if a it's break. not a community sale, you're likely going to be driving greater distances between them and, and you're going to be and you're going to end up hitting mm-hmm. a gas station or something. But if you're in the middle, like the heart of a community and yeah. things are just going and you don't mm-hmm. want to relinquish anything to anybody or have anybody beat you to a sale, then I... Yeah, you don't want to have to sit there and hold it, but I've had to do that. Or you just find like some sort of uh, you know open space park and just like dive into the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> no, we find an open bathroom. We don't just pee in a park, Carl. Oh, come on, buddy. I've done it before. <laughs> oh no, peeing in the bushes. Guilty as charged. Oh no, jeez. All right, uh, what you got, number six? Number six is my most annoying one. And this one happens that I'm realizing that a lot of mine are about the uh, thrift stores or, or secondhand stores, but this one's digging through a bunch of stuff. And this could be for a yard sale too. So you're digging through a bunch of stuff just to find, you're digging through a bunch of junk just to find the good stuff. Right. So okay. you're digging through, you're digging through like uh, what I was thinking about when I read, when I wrote this was at the savers, they just have like bins and bins. I assume it's like the Goodwill bins type of thing, but a, a lot cleaner. And okay. you're digging through, it's like all Reese, uh, liquidator items. So you're digging through old DVDs, you're digging through plush toys, you're digging through this and through that until you find, you get down and you get to that one nugget, but you've spent, 25 or 30 minutes digging through stuff to get to that one nugget Uh, and it drives me nuts it even out of state sales it drives me crazy yeah i don't do that as much if i sense there's gonna be something there and it's an estate sale garage i'll just ask Mm -hmm. how much for the box but it just depends (laughs) deal with it later (laughs) deal with it later sift through later yeah so that's interesting okay that's a good one yeah i have to go to savers to to look at that just to kind of see what that's all about do you have do you have a savers do you have a Savers in, in Castle yeah, Rock? Yeah, somewhere around here. Not in Castle oh. Rock, but somewhere in the Denver metro I didn't know area. That. Cool. All right. So I had a similar one for my number five, but this is more egregious than one of yours. You said prices that are just like, you know, astronomical. That you could buy the same thing on eBay. Mm. I've come across stuff where the prices are higher than eBay. Mm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And. This happened, so somebody had like a GoPro Hero 3 mm-hmm. at a sale this past weekend. And so they're on the Hero, what is it, like the 10 or 11? Yeah. Maybe the 12, I don't know. But the Hero 3 is like definitely old. There's still a market for it, don't get me wrong. Right. And I was like, so I was like, you know, if I can get this for five bucks, maybe $10, like I might buy it and try to flip it, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, how much for your uh, for your GoPro here that... This old, I try to, I try to kind of like set them up. I'm like your old hero three, like try yeah, to let them know good. that I know it's old. It's not a new that's one. Good. Yeah. He's like, Oh yeah, I do that for, for 50 bucks, 50 hmm. bucks. I was like, you gotta sing me kidding me. That's like more than eBay. So, so I, I kind of snapped a little bit, not really, but I was like 50 bucks at a garage sale. 
I was like, all right, thanks anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you said it just like that too. <laughs> yeah. oh, man. Hope, hoping he would be like, yeah, like, you know, kind of, it was kind of like a passive aggressive move. Like, yeah, it's at a garage. So I should probably come down significantly in price to like something where I could yeah. negotiate down from, but right. he was firm on 50. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. So I, I didn't, away. I didn't know that the GoPros had went down that much. That's kind of crazy. All right, I'll look it up. I'm going to look it up right now on the spot. How much does a used go? And it was, you know, it has some accessories, but a lot of those GoPro accessories, like, are a dime a dozen. So a Hero 3 is selling for, oh, the first one that came up is $270. And look at that. No, what that's the Hero that? 9. This happens that's every a- time. So um, I see one going, yeah. So buy it now, 40 bucks. Free really shipping yeah so more than ebay you must not have had the screen on i was showing my just happened to have my hero three right next to me when you were talking about it is that right yeah and maybe if there's the right accessories or batteries maybe it, it might go more than 50 maybe that's not the best example but you know what i'm talking about like you you see them the yeah. prices are more than ebay and you could probably just show them like straight up on ebay like here's how much it's going for on ebay this is a garage sale person. Mm-hmm. How, you know, can you come down in price? If you're really motivated to buy it, it might work. But if they're so far above, it's just not worth your time. So you bought a DJI drone last week or the two weeks ago for 20 bucks. Right. And now a GoPro is just, it just holds its value much more for 50. I know. Yeah. Oh, well, and the drone wasn't it functional. It wasn't working. I had an issue with the drone, by the way. Um, I don't know if this has happened to you yet. So I told you I sold it. I shipped it, all that stuff. Yeah. And the guy that I shipped it to gave a, a bad address. I don't know how you give a bad address Ooh. on eBay, but somehow mm-hmm. he did. And so after I shipped it, he's like, you know what? Do you mind like just updating the address like on your shipping label? I'm like, I, it's already been sent. I can't uh, update it. Even once I, I print it, it. Yeah. you can't do that. And so he's like, yeah, it's, I called, you know, FedEx and they said they weren't going to ship it to me because they don't ship to this particular place or whatever. He called it a P.O. box, but it was like just an apartment unit address. It wasn't mm-hmm. a P.O. box, and I don't, I don't know how that works. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it ended up sorting itself out. The guy was like a really, you know, like responsible kind of person who like sorted it out on his, you know, on his own. But I was like, okay. I really don't want to have to pay, pay return shipping on this. And so anyway, kind of funny. Yeah, that's interesting. If they wouldn't deliver it, you get charged for the return shipping. So I called eBay to confirm that that I wouldn't get charged. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to pay for the shipping. The, I, I want them to have to pay for the shipping. Cause I, sh- you know, cost like whatever it was 30 bucks. Right. And I don't want to have to pay for any of the return shipping. And they're like, Oh yeah, we'll make sure that happens. I was like, really? Cause you've never taken care of me eBay. <laughs> uh. So I, I didn't believe them, but it ended up getting sorted out. That's not very comforting. to hear stuff like that about eBay. I don't want to have any problems. No, but the weird shipping thing does happen periodically where somebody gives you like a bad address or, or they, I don't know, like last year, like I got things get delivered to the wrong address. Like that happened twice where it was like they had the right address and then that, that person had to track down the package at like one of their neighbor's houses. And that's like a postal thing. But anyway, that could have been on our list is like bad. Yeah. Mm. Problems with shipping. So anyway, uh, we're at number four. What you got? So, Number four is uh, kind of a newbie mistake, and that is so. And we've talked about it before, but it's seeing something at the yard sale, and you're like, "Oh, I'll, I'll go back to that," and then going on and looking at something else and trying to come back to it, and somebody else has picked it up. So, you, 
You always want to grab that stuff up first. If you see something you think might be valuable, pick it up, carry it with you, wait and get a chance to look it up or look through it or check it out. So you look in the battery compartment for battery acid, whatever it is that you do with your items, but don't just right. see it and think, oh, that's going to be there in five or 10 minutes when I turn back around and go to pick it back up. Grab that thing right away. That's a really good one. I'll say that that tends to happen to me on things I'm not totally sure about. Yeah. So if I see something that I'm like, oh yeah, I'll buy that. And then I'm going to go see what else is over yeah. here. I typically grab it in my hand or I put it, I let them know like, Hey, I'm going to buy this. And I mm -hmm. put it on their table or whatever. But if it's something I'm not totally sure about, then you start to have like that remorse of like, Oh, I only kind of wanted it, but now that somebody else grabbed it, I really want it. I really, <laughs> right. you know, exactly. And so, yeah, that's no, funny. you taught me about that one. It was pick it up, carry it around, you know, and if you don't want it, put it back yeah. down or whatever, but I still will make that mistake if I just kind of want, or if I want to check mm. out what else is up there. So I get caught up. Sometimes I'll do that if it, yeah, I'll do that if it's an item that I know is not like a hot item that I know people are going to try to grab, right. like a wheelchair, for example. People aren't grabbing the wheelchairs; right. those things are going to be there the whole day, and so I, I just kind of ignore it and I'll come back to it. So you say that you ignore it, but is it in the back of your brain? Are you like, are you watching out of the corner of your eye? Is somebody walking towards it? Yeah. Is somebody looking at it? So what would you do? No, no, I don't even know. Cause I've never seen somebody buy a wheelchair uh, ever at a garage okay. sale. And so like I saw one this past weekend and then I saw that they had some, uh, what do they have? Coleman stoves that I was looking at. I'm like trying to check the condition on it. Mm -hmm. I, I'm hit or miss with those stoves, man. But I, I was looking at a stove and then I was like, okay, I'm kind of interested in one of these. Mm -hmm. Let me see if they have good prices. So I asked about the wheelchair first and then we kind of packaged it. So nice. But that's a good one, man. I like that one. All right. So we are on number three. And they're only getting better. Yeah. So I've got, this one is, uh, we kind of referenced it a little bit, but lies. People that are lying liars about their products. Really? Yeah. Like yard sales, garage sales, explain. Tell me about it. Yeah. I mean, any of the, any, it could be at thrift stores. They'll lie about, um, whether it works or not, like the functionality of it. Okay. They'll lie about the value of it. They'll lie about how much they bought it for. They'll lie about, you know, what the current value is mm -hmm. in terms of like reselling. Mm -hmm. I saw this on eBay for $1,000. I'm only selling this to you for $500. Mm -hmm. You're a liar. Like not all the time, but most of the time, especially when it's talking about value. When they talk about whether they work or not, most people are truthful, but every once in a while I'll find something. I, I don't know. I'll just tell you. So like I work with a lady, she's very nice and she's like on top of things. She is meticulous. And she's telling me that she is getting rid of her kids Lego stuff. She's got the original box, the instructions. And she's like, I spent hours going through all of his boxes and I counted all the Legos and went through all the inventories. These are complete or like 99% complete. Mm -hmm. And she's so on top of things that I'm like, all right. So I sold one. I have like, I bought a bunch of boxes from her. I sold one and it was like a big one. And I just put, I'm like, I don't have time to go through the inventory. Mm -hmm. So I just, I just believed her. And I put mostly complete. I was like, I think this is all there. Cause you said it was, but mm -hmm. I'll just put mostly complete just in case, just to kind of cover myself. Yeah. And then of course I get the email and the person's like, this is not even close to complete. Like, I don't know what your definition of most is, but this is like missing significant pieces and a significant uh. amount of pieces. 
So I don't even think she intended to lie to me. I don't know what the story is, but it's just, you just have to double check stuff, man. Even if it's painstaking. Yeah, you do. Be honest, people. Be honest. Be an honest reseller. Come on. If you don't know, you don't know. All right. My number two is thinking that you found something great only to look it up and realize (laughs) it's not selling well at all. That is the number, my number Uh. one. Most annoying thing that I come across. It's so bad. Jeez. Dude, that is such a great answer. That's happened to me so many times. <laughs> no, me too. Do you have an example, like a recent example of something that happened? Uh, probably I was telling you about that um, NBA GM that I found in uh, the Goodwill and it had a Jay-Z soundtrack on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, I thought I found a gold mine. You know, it's got it's got Jay-Z on there. It's It's NBA. I, and it was a Wii Sport. I'd never seen it before. Or it was a Wii game. Never seen it before. I thought yeah. it was going to be a gold mine. And it was like a dollar fifty. It was so disheartening. Yeah. I was just right. so let down. Right. What about um, you? It's you- happened to me countless times where I end up donating stuff or whatever. Um, yeah, I think I shared that box of GPSs that I found. I think that was one where... I sold a couple, yeah. so I still made some money on it, but it wasn't like a, oh, you know, yeah. like a gold mine. I've got so. another one. I found an That's old light machine for cameras. You know how you you hold it up to the light to and you read it and see if it's good? Well, this one was all, it was a dial, came in a leather case. It was really cool. I thought I was getting a steal for it. No, I, I can't remember what I paid for it, but I didn't pay very much. And it turned, and I and it was old. It was very, very old. And it turns out there's a lot of these very, very old light sensor things out there. And it was, dr- I was, Jen was looking at, it, she's like, why did she was listening? She's, why yeah. did you buy this? And I'm like, look, it's vintage. It's got a leather case. The leather case is in great shape. You know, there's got to be photographers out there that are collecting these things. It's got to be valuable. And it, there was like 20,000 of them on eBay. It was just completely saturated. That's why you got to look out for the camera stuff because some of that stuff is super valuable. And then, but strangely, a lot of the old camera stuff, like if it looks like really old, you're like, oh, this has got to be yeah, like legit. That mm-hmm. stuff's just nothing. You want to hear? You want to hear one that uh, I kind of knew was going to be valuable, and I picked it up, but it it wasn't selling very well right away. And then it just started selling. Was I picked up a bunch of cordless handheld telephones, old landlines, mm. Panasonics. Yeah, I got the I got five of the handsets, and then I got the uh, base with the answering machine on it too. Picked it up for seven bucks, and I've been selling the phones for nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, that's a great find. Sometimes those the, again, that's like the cameras. Sometimes that's a gold mine. Sometimes it's not. So yeah. be careful with those. Yeah, it's not an always sort of thing. But I I've sat on those for probably what probably six months, and they just started selling. Right. So thankfully. Yeah. Cool. Okay. What's your number one? That's a good one. All right. I like that one. All right. My number one, number one thing. This is the most annoying thing to me by far. I don't know if it's annoying to everybody else out there. I I bet it is to some folks, but it's sellers who ignore you. Like you can't get their attention for whatever reason. So they're chatting with their neighbors. You know, it's like you them their neighbor and they're going on and on you're staring them down you want to know a price because of course their stuff's not priced which is fine you just want to know how much Mm -hmm. for something or maybe maybe you've already determined i would like to buy this Mm -hmm. and maybe you have money out like cash in hand and they just for whatever reason are not 
willing to engage with you. Yeah. The whole purpose of them being there, you'd think, maybe not, <laughs> is to sell things at the garage sale and they are not willing to talk to you. You're just supposed to throw the money at them. That's what they want. You find yeah. it, you throw the money at them. It's got to be exact change. If they don't have a price on it, is that is that how you do it? You just say like, if we take a buck for this, here's a buck. Yeah, whatever you want to pay. I'm not a person who interrupts very well and mm-hmm. I probably need to be more aggressive. It's probably more of a me issue, but oh. this happens all the time, man. All the time. Yeah, me too. Me too. Do you, when you, are you the person that when you walk up, do you say hi immediately? Greet? Like you can kind of tell who's running the cell. So you're just like, oh, hi, how are you doing today? No, no, you, you can't always tell who's running the cell. You, that is incorrect. Sometimes you can, but sometimes they're just like mingling with the people and you, and you can't tell. And oh. sometimes people will stand mm-hmm. at the top of their driveway and stare out at the driveway as if they're in charge and they're just a buyer. <laughs> or or they're digging through somebody else's garage pulling out their golf exactly so you can't the always tell and sometimes i'll just ask that's like hey who's the point. seller here and then yeah. you know that's fine but i yeah i try to be as friendly as possible i try to smile and i try to joke you know as much as possible and just try to break the ice and i like in the end especially if i'm getting a really good deal i want them to feel good about the sale as well right so yeah. I bought this old camera that came in this massive case. It was like this massive silver case. And so I was like, hey, does this include like a handcuff where I can handcuff my wrist to the case? It looks like this is something that's out of like a CIA spy movie. He gave yeah. me this. He's like, I bought this originally for $2,000. It was like this really old camera and he was selling it to me for 30 bucks. So there's obviously going to be some middle ground where I'm going to make some money on this, right? And so yeah. I want him to feel good about like getting rid of a $2,000 camera for 30 bucks. I just try to joke, joke around with them. That's that's kind of my strategy. Yeah. Like, how do you do it? How do I joke around with somebody? Or how do you, yeah, how do you break the ice? Or what do you do when you approach people? Yeah, when I go up there, I immediately am like, hey, how are you doing? If I can tell. And you can kind of tell by eye contact, oddly enough, whoever's making eye contact with you. But then mm-hmm. again, it could be just another reseller because you're picking up something that they want. That's a, that's a good topic or, right. or that's a good question. But I immediately say, Hey, how's it going? How's the sale going? How are things going? And then if the person goes, Oh, I'm, I'm not, I'm shopping. <laughs> I'll be like, yeah. no, I feel like an idiot, but no. Yeah, for sure. I, I'll say hi to anybody. I will share that. I have a hard time with the eye contact, especially at first where like, I just want to look at what they have. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm not like making, I'm just like, Hey, how's it going? I'll, I'll make the initial eye contact. And then I'll kind of look down like, what's, what do they have? What do they have? What do they have? Get out yeah. of my way. Here's Carl's yeah, pushing everybody. Even away. if I'm there for under 20 seconds, cause I can, I'll tell right away. Like they don't have what I'm looking for. Or I'll ask yeah. them. I'll still say, okay, well, thanks for letting me look. Even though it feels like I didn't really look, I'll still thank them for mm-hmm. that and kind of walk yeah. away. So good. Try to be polite, man. Try to be polite. So always, Always, always be polite as a reseller. Except when I see the GoPro Hero 3 and they have an egregious price and I was not as polite. For 50 Admittedly. Bucks. All right, so those are our top 10. What do we miss? Uh, please leave some comments. If you're watching on YouTube or please share with us on the social medias, Instagram at Pickers Podcast. Did we miss anything that annoys you? Probably we did, so please share. Did you have any sales this week? Do you, you want to talk about any sales? I was gone. I was at, I was like out of town, so I didn't. I don't think I sell anything very interesting. I'm trying to think, man. You got me on this one. What did I sell? Yeah, I sold I sold a Roku. <laughs> Not for very much money. A Roku was my... I, I sold a DJ Hero. Oh, interesting. A little like you could be your own DJ on the Wii. Yeah. So that's it. I didn't sell it very much this week. I was out of town. 
What about you, Mike? Do you have any big sales or big finds this week? Man, I had two really good sales this week that I think that you would even be proud of with the profit margins okay. on these ones. So I think I told you guys, I think I told everyone the, the last estate sale I went to, he had a bunch of gun stuff. So I bought like rifle slings and I bought new right. in new package stuff like that. Well, I ended up paying buying this padded rifle sling. I paid $10 for it. It was on half price day. Always go for that last half price day. And I just sold it for 35 bucks. I accepted the offer. I had it listed for $49.99, bringing me a profit at $26.25. Is, is that a good enough profit for us? Yes. <laughs> nice. Okay. Nice, man. And one more. This one, I want your opinion on this one because I'm not sure how it's, it's kind of, I don't know where the efficacy is on this, but <laughs> the, it's the NI, we, we bought the NIV. So the NIV 64 CD Bible set, we paid, okay. paid $4 for it and we sold it for $40. Yes. Like that. Yes. So should I be yeah, making man. money on the Bible? I don't think that's what you're after necessarily. I think you happen to make money on this Bible set, but I think that I go back to what you said to me probably last year. If you're happy with the price and the buyer is happy with the price, you're both happy. It's a success. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. I don't know that I'd be yeah, see, necessarily seeking it out like, where's all the Bible CDs now? But I think that that's a good find. <laughs> and I bet it went for a lot more brand new. Oh, I'm sure correct? that they did. Those big old sets like that, for sure. Right. Yeah. So I think that's cool. a resource there. Yeah. I'm glad that I got your approval on my profits this week. I, I had to think about that more. It's your, you're putting me on the spot. I'm trying to think if I would actually sell a Bible. It just depends. I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. But I, I think it's fine. I don't, I, don't think, I don't think it's something that's egregious money stretch. I know how you stand on some of your moral things. And we have a shorts that I'm going to be working on. It's going to be coming out soon that I think is going to get a lot of attention. <laughs> it's going to be pretty good. So I think it's going to be, it has the potential to, uh, to get quite a lot of um, positive and negative attention. I actually so too. I'll take either way. I'll take both. We yeah. can chat about it. it. Opens up dialogues. Okay. All right. Is it time for trivia yet? It's time for trivia. And this week is mine. And I have annoying things that have happened to me. Trivia. How would I know that they've happened to you? How would I know this? Because we're buddies. You know my life. <laughs> and How would everybody that's playing along be able to figure this out? Is, it, is this achievable for yes, them? Yes, it's absolutely okay. achievable because we've talked about it all. All right. All right. So first one on. First one is an easy one. Early on in my reselling, I mixed up two labels. Do you remember what one of the, just one of the items was that I mixed up? We talked about mm. it. I took a loss. We talked about it a number of times after that because I don't even like reselling these anymore. Okay. I think I remember because I think it was the Othello board game. Yes. Good job. Good job. But I don't know that that's achievable for everybody else out there. You're assuming that everybody's like gone back and listened to all the old episodes. We have like new people coming on right now. They're like, how am I supposed to know that? There are only 21 so, episodes. Everybody has. I apologize. I like... apologize on behalf of Mike's trivia. <laughs> Mike was number two. <laughs> and also, you know what number two, you know what the other one was? Uh, it was a Frosted Snowman door hanger. Oh, no, it was a bath mat. You were so close. It was a Frosted <laughs> Snowman bath mat. All right. See, all you right, are paying enough. attention to me. I love that. Yeah. All right. Number two is a true and false. 
Goodwill is known for how clean their stores are. Uh, it's gotta be true. Cause at least the ones I've been to are very clean. Really? <laughs> it sounds like I got it wrong. The ones locally here are too clean. It makes me not want to go there because their prices are so high. Really? It just looks like a nice store. Oh, so like the stuff on your shelves isn't like all over the floors and they're not all mixed up and stuff. It's all. No. Oh, I mean, there's some shelves that are, that maybe are a little mixed up. Like if you go there late in the day, but for the yeah. most part, there's not junk on the floor. Oh, I want to visit good. some of your stores because the ones that I have been to, oh my gosh, they are like, do I need Disgusting. a, do I need a tetanus shot to be in the store? Okay. <laughs> All right. Type of things. We live in different areas. I'll, I'll, I'll take the, the loss on that question right oh, there. No. False. No, that was my mistake. So you win that one. So all right, you've already won trivia and I have two more questions. I have one more okay. with a bonus. All, all right. right. So I did an extensive sh- search of the web and I was searching for what was the grossest thing ever found at a thrift store. And okay. uh, so what do you think came up as number one? A, used dirty underwear. B, dead mice. Or C, moldy coffee cups. Oh, well, I bet all of those was found. That Those were probably all on the list. I'm guessing the underwear was number one. Yes, you're right. Number one was the okay. used dirty underwear. And that does not surprise me. That does not surprise me at it, all. It grossed me out, but it kept coming up. Every search I did, it was like used yeah. dirty underwear. That's so funny. And I want I want to see if you know this bonus question. See how good you are. This one uh, is kind of obscure, but it was interesting to research. So true or false, the first Goodwill store was founded in Boston, Massachusetts. I would have no idea. So I'll say true. It is true. It was in yeah. 1902. I didn't realize that stores went back that far. That was kind of crazy. Like. Prior to 1903, you didn't realize that stores existed? That thrift stores. The first thrift thrift store on record was like 1890-something or something like that. 1800s, late 1800s. That is surprising because, I mean, really the thrift stores exist because we have manufactured so many goods that now people have junk right we've manufactured so many goods that people now have storage units and storage units are being built everywhere at a crazy pace because we've just continued to manufacture things and we're either throwing them away or we're storing them someplace so that actually does surprise me that's a good fun fact that's wild it was interesting hey maybe we should go into storage build some storage units rent them out what do you think i had a buddy who wanted to do that yeah and i i wouldn't yeah I want to do a storage auction. I just actually went to a garage sale where there was somebody who was selling stuff from yeah. a storage unit. And I was like, is it still crazy like storage wars? Or she's like, it just depends. I was like, okay, well, she told me about some app. I should have paid attention. Oh, you didn't get it. There's an app, man. I don't know how well you would do it. Storage at st- buying storage units. Cause you're not one that's good with storing things. So I, if you mm. buy a storage unit that requires a lot of space, a lot of stuff going right. through a lot. It does, and so I would have to buy the right one for sure. But I did, I mean, I bought one before that was my friend, so it wasn't like an auction, but I bought, like, you know, he had a storage unit basically filled with bins, and so I had, like, you know, towers of bins in my garage and just made an effort to sell through it during the summertime. That was actually a lot of fun. Mm. He had a lot of good stuff, so I enjoyed that. But um, So, wait, wait a second. Hold on, back up. It was your friend's storage unit, and you bought it, and you sold all of his stuff. 
Yeah. I mean, it was somebody in his family had passed away who was like a hoarder who oh. bought a lot of good stuff. So he was into cycling. So he uh-huh. bought some cycling shorts. But wait, these cycling shorts are on sale. So I should buy 10 pairs of cycling shorts. But he only used one or two. So he had them <laughs> like still amazing. in the packaging. Yeah. He had just, you know, scuba diving equipment. I didn't know anything about that, but that stuff sells. And so, yeah. Yeah. I see. So, so that makes me feel a bit better that if I ever, something ever happened to me and I became low on funds and you bought my storage unit that you want to just sell it in front of me and be like, Hey, this is really cool. I'm making money off all your stuff. I think I shared this story, but I mean, the full story is that in November of like 2019, he said somebody passed away. They have a storage unit full of stuff. We moved it from California out to Colorado. It's just sitting there would you be interested in like selling this for us or just buying it off of us? And so I went and I looked and I made him a crazy good offer. I said, I will buy this for a thousand dollars. And then I said, any money I make beyond a thousand dollars, I'll give you 20% cut of. Oh, okay. It was like too good of an offer in retrospect. Yeah. Cause I didn't know how much was there. I was like kind of predicting. So I was giving him, so I wasn't going to, you know, double my money at that rate. Mm-hmm. And so he said, well, this is a really good deal, but it's, you know, it's like, part, it was part of his extended family. And so he's like, let me run it by my family, make sure this is okay. Mm-hmm. And they said no. Oh. And so he's like, we're going to try to sell through some of this stuff. He had some bikes and things that I don't know how much, how valuable they were, but we're gonna try mm-hmm. to sell through some of this stuff. And I was like, okay. I'm like, you realize there's so much stuff in here. Like, this is a commitment He's like, I know. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and you've never resold before. This is like a really big, this is like a side job. So he did, he sold some things to his credit. He sold some things, but they still had the storage unit come June of 2020. So now we're in the middle of COVID. Nobody's really picking at this point anyway. Right. right. Yeah. And so he comes back. He's like, all right, we're ready to sell it now. We sold some things. So just make an offer. I know you're not going to make the same offer. Just make <laughs> an offer. And I was like, well, he sold some of the big things in here. So how about just 600 bucks straight? Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right, sold. Oh, nice. But So they had sold some things, but think about that. From November to June, they paid the rent on that storage unit for yeah. you know six, seven months. Gosh. So yeah. I don't know that they made any money, right? No, they definitely didn't make any money. That's for sure. Yeah. So I don't know. How would you handle that situation? No, uh, I, I gave, I'm glad that I asked the question and you gave me some context. I think I would have handled it uh, pretty much the same way you did. And I would have low-balled them in the end also because I, I would have felt slighted. You know, and it wasn't a low ball because they had sold like some of the valuable items I had recognized. Like this is valuable. So I'm mm-hmm. like, I think I'm still gonna make a profit here, but I don't know how much. Mm-hmm. And so I think I still make, you know, still at that point, I think I doubled my money, maybe tripled it. So mm-hmm. it was more than I thought I was going to make, but, um, yeah. but it was an effort. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Well, reselling yeah. is that's the, one of the, another annoying thing about reselling is that it's an effort, man. Why can't it just it was. jump out? But it was, me? yeah, the timing was perfect though, because COVID. So I, we had all this time for me to research and list. So it was actually really, Great. yeah, probably healthy for me to do that, to be honest. Perfect. So, thanks for asking me. I appreciate you asking. All right, my friends. Yeah. I look forward to buying some storage units with you one day. Let's do it. All right, everybody else. It's time to find your own treasures. One story at a time. Remember, it's not reselling if you keep getting annoyed at the Goodwill bins.